Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show. On today's episode, West Virginia wins their season opener and prepares for the backyard brawl. All ahead on the Ryan and Russ Show. And we now welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, the return of Bob Huggins basketball is back. Yeah, solid opening night win for the Mountaineers. 11 guys, double-digit minutes. Um, They dominate the glass 45-28. That was one of our main keys to victory. Mm -hmm. And defensively, I thought they were really, really good for about 32 minutes and then kind of took their foot off the pedal a little bit. That happens a lot in these bye games where, you know, you got the game in hand and you just go through the motions. You don't want to get hurt. So, but overall solid win for the Mountaineers and hugs in opening night. What was really promising to me. So when you go to, we were at the game last night and when you go to a game like this right away, right? You're preparing, you're, you're comparing last year's team to this year's team. You want to know, Hey, where are we better? Where do, where do the holes lack? And if there are holes, cause of course there's going to be holes, you know, you're a little rusty to start. Are they fixable? And I think I'm feeling very optimistic about this team. One thing, as we talked about it right away, is you had 11 players play last night and Mm -hmm. they all played. It wasn't like Mount St. Mary's where they had 11 players too, but you had a guy coming in for a minute here, a couple minutes here. We had 11 players with double digit time out there on the court. And number two is this team just, we still have that Bob Huggins defense. They're crashing the boards. They, ju- they look tough scoring and we'll talk about it here in a second. You know, we're going to need to get that up a little bit, but I, I really liked what I saw last night. It's, it's definitely, there's no I and team mentality is everyone was out there for what was better for the team. You know, you see the bench, anyone that was scoring and doing well, the bench was up there cheering it on. It's just the team cohesion was real last night and that's great to see. Yeah, and Hugs has said this the whole preseason that these guys like each other, and you could see it. It's genuine. And you touched on it like it in order to build your bench, you got to blow some teams out a little bit like last night. Last year, we weren't able to do that because you touched on how it's different from last year. The opener against Oakland was a dogfight, so you got none of your bench guys in for that game. Um, Eastern Kentucky was a dogfight, mm-hmm. so we weren't able to build our bench, and that's why – as the season wore on, we wore down with our star guys and kind of were handcuffed in. We couldn't play other guys because they just didn't have the experience to help us come Big 12 play. And I think this Mount St. Mary's team, the other Mountaineers, they weren't bad. I mean, especially for a buy game BUY where we paid them to to come to town is they gave us good competition. Um, they're, I know they're in a new conference this year, as we talked about on our preview show. So their record may not reflect, but they were an athletic team. They were a great mid-major to start. And I think they definitely prepare us well going into pit, um, this coming Friday. And we'll talk about that game in a little bit at the end of this episode. And of course we'll preview that game on Friday morning, but Ryan, I was really happy to see Emmett's return. He led in scoring. He looked good out there. He looked like that leader that we talked about where he saw, you know, the the hole is grass greener on the other side. And he came back here and realized, hey, this is home for me. This is where he liked. It was great to see that. And I'll tell you another thing that was promising too, Trey Mitchell. I know he dealt with the foot and he's someone that will be in the starting lineup for us as he gets healthier. But geez, he's going to be a go-to guy. I love Trey Mitchell. 
Well, yeah, and then you touch on it with Emmett. Emmett was great last night, and he gives us the option to be able to guard more positions. Like he can guard one through four. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can guard a five just because he's skinnier. I mean, yeah, that's H- fair. <laughs> Hugs touch on that in the post game, but like him, Trey Mitchell, uh, Keedy was in foul trouble a lot last night. Those guys can guard multiple positions, and it gives Hugs the flexibility to be more versatile defensively and switch things to take stuff away from these opponents. What were some things that really stuck out to you that either player wise or team wise that you were like, wow, that that really settled fears or, hey, it was really good to see that out there. What makes you really optimistic about this team? I'm going to go with Woggy and Akunku off the bench. Mm-hmm. I thought their energy coming off the bench, they combined for five block shots last night. Um, I mean, Mo was awesome. Nine and nine last night, six offensive rebounds. And then James blocked two shots. I mean, that yeah. he's not Sags, but he caught he caught the ball like it was a flashback of Sags last night. So I thought those two were really good, uh, bringing some energy off the bench. And it, yeah, like you said, the bench was active all night, and everybody picking each other up. If I had to nitpick, I would probably say some guys got to be smarter about staying out of foul trouble. Sure. And I think we're talking about Eric Stevenson and he knows this. I mean, you got to be careful with the technical fouls and the thing that I'm okay, especially it being the first game where you're shaking off the rust, you're getting used to a new program. You're, you're just kind of settling in. I I mean, we saw it as he was running out. There's no, he probably had the most passion out there. He looked, I, I love that. I love the energy he brings. I love the aggressiveness he brings. Let's just, you know, be smart about the fouls and he'll clean that up. Trust me. I have a feeling Bob Huggins will talk to him and no make doubt. sure, make sure that that gets cleaned up. But Hey, to give other credit out there, Seth Wilson, well, you know, Stevenson got in foul trouble. Seth Wilson stepped up, looked pretty good out there, made some shots. Um, and I just, I love how deep this team is. I love it. it, it it's, this is, this is going to be a fun team to watch all year. Yeah, no doubt. And I tweeted it out right after the game. I think this team has a chance to be a really, really good defensive team. And then if they could just defend and rebound, like we said in our micro macro preview of yesterday, they're going to have a chance to win every game that's on the schedule. Now, obviously, you're not going to win every game, but like if as long as you can guard and, and rebound, you give yourself a chance. Well, I was talking about two on the preview, and then when we did the the preview for yesterday, and then, of course, the preview we did with Ethan Bach, I would always joke like, oh, I don't want a game of volleyball breaking out of nowhere. And hey, good news. I didn't see a game of volleyball last night. Yeah. You know, sometimes layups are going to get missed or you go into the glass hard and it just comes up. Hey, second chances. We They put it right back up there. So I think already the, the positives for this team um, compared to last year's team, like you're already seeing it in terms of what we were just talking about, identity. the team cohesion. Yeah. The ide- this team has an identity. Yes. That's the perfect way to say it is I know who West Virginia basketball is. Where last year it was like, you know, it, I, I I love the team, but it was like, I, I don't know what we are. This team, I know exactly who we are and you can write it. Talking about kind of where to get a little better, right? Turnovers. Yes. We had more turnovers actually than Mount St. Mary's and, and foul trouble. But those are fixable. Yeah, no, the turnovers is an issue. And Hugs, sure. that was Hugs' theme in the post game. 18 last night mm-hmm. for a team that didn't impress you. And you had 19 against Bowling Green on Friday. So you got to clean that up because you're going to start playing high mid. You're going to play Pitt on Friday, an ACC opponent. So who has more length, more athleticism. So if you're turning it over 18, 19 times against these mid majors, 
you're probably going to turn it over 20 if we don't yeah. clean it up. So it's just it's more just sloppy and careless turnovers, which I know he's going to clean it up. He he uh, he'll get him on the toss back all week. Yeah. And I think the foul trouble, too. That's something, you know, you come out aggressive. You're not as yeah. the fine motor move. It's it's the rust. It's it's, you know, your emotions. It, yes. Keedy was in foul trouble, too. He, yeah. he had a couple ticky tack fouls that could have been gone either way. But you know what? Keedy and Eric, they're both fifth year seniors, so they'll clean this up. Also wanted to give uh, a shout out to good old JBJ, Jimmy Bell Jr. Yeah. Hey, he's big Jim. He, he's a monster out there. He he looks like I'm like, I don't know if you should be on the football team or basketball team, but he's someone too that he'll settle right in. And I'm I'd I'd love having him at the five. That's a presence down there. And I feel like that's someone that really can play back to the basket basketball. And hey, when you're a team that, you know, obviously you need to score the defenses, you're crashing the rebounds. You're 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 playing defense and you just need that ball to go in. Have a guy that can play back to the basket and get a couple in there. So it'll be good to see that with JBJ. Well, no doubt, because I mean Hugs, everybody thinks Bob Huggins obviously defense rebounding, but you also think of all the great bigs he's had. Devin Williams, Kevin, mm-hmm. Kevin Jones, um, Sags, Derek Culver, go back to Cincinnati with Kenyon Martin and Max Seal and those guys. He want Bob Huggins is going to throw the ball inside. I mean, I he know threw the ball inside last year to Biggs that were nowhere near as talented as Jimmy. Yeah. And he still is going to throw the ball inside. I mean, we had to Shibway too. I know he's like, yeah, the name you're not supposed to say, but I mean, it is, it is what it is. All right, Ryan is we'll do our preview with Pitt on, on Friday coming up, but you yes. have a couple cause Pitt played as well last night and we had two other big 12. Well, the whole big 12 played last night, but we had two, one big 12 team got in trouble. The other one was about to get in trouble. So we'll get some updates from you on that. Yeah, no, I mean, Pitt, for everybody out there preparing for the backyard brawl Friday night, it's going to be a hard game. I mean, Pitt is improved. They go, they beat UT Martin, who is picked to win the OVC, and they beat him by 22. And Blake Hinton, a transfer from Iowa State and Ole Miss, went for 27 and 13. But for Pitt also, they were without two starters in Hughley and Jeffries, who I, I don't know if they're going to be back on Friday night. Hughley's their their guy. He's a 6'8", mm-hmm. big. We recruited him at West Virginia. And he 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 gave us issues last year when we played him here in Morgantown, and then obviously they're without uh, the guard that uh, had the incident off the floor, so he won't be back. But I think the other two are going to be back Friday night, so it's going to be a battle. Uh, we we need to play better, but I mean, Hugs and the staff will get this group ready to go up there up north and get a win on Friday night. I think. And then last night we had a scare. TCU wins by one. Yeah, that's bad. at home, and they're ranked fifteenth. So. That's not good. And then yeah. Oklahoma loses to Sam Houston. I'd argue the TCU one was worse because they I'm, were favored by 35 and a half. No, you're right. <laughs> like, but at least the win's of, a win. Yeah, at least yeah. you win. When the TCU crowd, when they yeah. officially won, like that shot, I'm like, they're cheering so hard. I'm like, I would be very scared right now if I were TCU. Yeah, because at least Sam Houston saved a respectable opponent out mm-hmm. of the Southland versus Pine Bluff, who comes out of the swag. So. Yeah, but no, I mean, tough, tough break for Oklahoma, giving up that three at the buzzer, and then TCU survives. They're, they they do indeed. We'll see how far. Hopefully that's just a scare because, I mean, personally for me, I don't know um, from the coach's side of things and, and being in the coach's room. I mean, I want the Big 12 to do well non-con so that it's obviously more of that bloodbath. It's more competitive. It looks better. A, win, a Big 12 win looks better. It helps you. So I'm yeah. assuming it's the same mentality even – 
kind of from the coaching staff standpoint. Yeah, no, I, this is the only time of year I root for like Kansas. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, even Texas, they all rolled last night. They yep. all look really, really good. Hey, K State looked good. Hey, we, like I said, we looked good too. Yeah. So Big 12 rolling again. All right, everyone. Another great uh, round of daily shows this week. We'll have our preview of Pitt on Friday. And then we also have a little football to talk about these next couple of days for good or for bad, Ryan. So, yeah. And we got a surprise guest later in the week that uh, I think the Mountaineer fans will uh, recognize and love. There we go. All right, everyone. Love you. Have a good week. Later. Go ears.